Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the show. This is going to be my second monologue and it feels like I haven't done this in a while. And that's because I haven't done this in a while. And um, I am live here in Oklahoma City. Actually, technically Edmond, Oklahoma. On Tuesday, September 10th, which is like two days before this is airing. And um, I just wanted to catch up and reflect on some things regarding the show and some personal things as well and i hope you guys find some utility in some of the words i'm going to be sharing so first things first um how's everyone doing i keep going on i'll see if i can even hear you guys talk or something but um so i'm stressed guys like i'm really stressed um think personality wise i have a can-do attitude things and which is kind of good. It's, it's really helped me accomplish a lot of stuff. And I don't have any complaints about that. The flip side of that is um, it's exhausting. And um, because of the can-do attitude, you've kind of it kind of trains people around you to depend on you too much all the time on things. The ego trip from that is you want to keep doing things. You know, you want to be the dependable person all the time, but no man is built that way to be the one-stop shop, right? And so I have been reflecting on myself a lot on not sending conflicting messages, like saying I'm exhausted, but at the same time, I keep working as if I'm not exhausted. And that kind of makes people just think, like, is she really exhausted or she's just, you know, not exhausted? And at those in those moments, I really want someone to just come grab whatever it is I'm doing and say, hey, no, you cannot um, do that. You cannot do that. Like, go rest. But you never get that voice because people are just used to seeing you, you know, churn, keep churning, you know. You're like that little rat trying to churn the cheese, the milk into cheese, and you keep doing the work. But it's beginning to um, turn on me. And so um, I guess what I wanted to just start with is the concept of rest. And why it's very important to take time for ourselves, especially people like me. If the scenario I created earlier on sounds like you, then this message is for you. And if you know someone like this, you might also want to share this message with them. And um, you can be the gatekeeper. You can be the referee that goes, no, go to bed now, drop what you're doing, and go take some rest, and don't feel guilty about it. Um, a lot of how I'm shaped isn't just personality, it's also the way I grew up as well. And just being, feeling like I was responsible for my siblings as a first child. I mean, I don't have any, I'm not mourning about that, but I'm just trying to um, put some context into just my formative years and how that has basically shaped the person I am today. And so even the concept of rest, um, I have been gone all summer. If you've been following me on Facebook or Instagram, you've seen some pictures of me just up and down, I mean, those pictures really look good, but the downside of that is my body now is forcing me to rest. Like, I have to rest. And even though in between the work, I had some, what you call vacation and relaxation time, but I don't think I ever really rested. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having fatigued lately. I was so, so worried that I thought I, I don't know, I just diagnosed myself with something autoimmune because getting out of bed was a task and and of course um with that you know being fatigued and not being able to do the things you're used to doing with the same speed 
and then you start getting depressed, which, you know, I know horrible combination because, but just because of the way I'm wired, I tie my productivity to my sense of worth, like to my sense of worthiness, how I feel like I'm useful to those around me. So even taking a rest and being like, it's okay that you cannot read, you know, 20 manuscripts in a day anymore like you used to know that I used to read 20 manuscripts, I was just an arbitrary number. They really want you to rest and it's your way of, your, your body shutting down right now is as well saying, pay up lady, you've been walking us to death and you need to pay us up. And so um, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to do that and it's humbling and I'm trying to find just that balance between, you know, just rest, you're never in the balance, like just, you just go to it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where I am right now. And given that, the uh, the culture of academia, which, you know, I'm a part of, is organized around how just you have to keep working and you have to be productive. It's sometimes that we only get uh, rest when we feel like we've accomplished something, you know, or when we're really to that brink of exhaustion. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that rest should not be seen as a reward or because you accomplished something you need to rest now. I'm learning to prioritize myself better and knowing that, fine, whatever doesn't get done today, it's okay. The world is not going to die. I mean, people can look at me funny like, oh, she's not meeting her deadlines. But who sets that those deadlines? I do. And I find out that um, I set more stringent deadlines for myself than, than I do for other people. And if I had somebody like me working for me, I know that, yeah, good enough is excellent already because that's the way just we're wired. People like me are wired. We want to put 100% into everything all the time. So when they're kind of slack enough, for lack of a better word, just let them be because I can't always be consistently delivering at the expense of something, you know? And so that's what I'm just trying to say. I'm I'm going to, I'm starting to prioritize myself now. I'm being like, it's okay. And I have to, and I think the pressure isn't much, isn't very external as it is internal. How I just shame myself into thinking you shouldn't rest, just keep doing, just keep doing. And then you get burnt out and then you get, you know, you're not just a nicer person to be around and you're cranky about everything, and it's just not joyful anymore. And so, sorry to just be like a Debbie Down. I wanted to just start off on that note before I just talked about the other things I want to talk about. But that's that. Let me know what you think about this beat. Um, if somebody found it helpful, and just to recap what I just said earlier on, go rest. You know, if you like that, go rest, go rest. Um, so, just a little bit of what I did this summer. Um, my mom came in May, she stayed till June, and um, got into a car, decided to, well, decided, we kind of planned it, we took a road trip to um, New Mexico, it was an 11-hour drive, and I had my mom drive about four, four hours out of that, which is good. And um, New Mexico, we stopped at El Paso, Texas, because you have to do that if you're going through I-10, um, and then was in New Mexico for about a week and some. And while I was there, I went to Atlanta. I had a grant writing training that I went for. I spent um, a long weekend in Atlanta and I took that opportunity to renew my Nigerian passport. And Atlanta came back to New Mexico, actually went back to New Mexico and went to El Paso. And then El Paso spent a night in El Paso. And then we drove down to um, Juarez, Mexico and crossed the border, took a taxi to the airport, and then flew to Mexico City. 
And from Mexico City, we went to Cancun. And Cancun was where I spent a week in, a week and some days. And it was lovely. We stayed at the Hotel Chicarat, which is like a world-class hotel. And I keep talking about this hotel. I cannot wait to go back there. And um, and from Hotel Chicarat, we were there. We went to the parks, um, swam a lot. <sighs> the food was good. There was so too much food. There was food every time, two for seven. You could call room service. We had a pool. We had a, a hammock by our room. Um, just we stayed in the casa. Um, I had a little you know pool pod like just outside my window. I could just get into the pool, just my own personal pool. And so I can't wait to go back there. Uh, so came back from there, went back to Juarez, and then you know Mexico City first, and then Juarez. And the very next day, um, flew to. In fact, the same. I got into El Paso. 2 a.m. after my trip. It was like a long trip. And then driving from Juarez to you know, El Paso was about 30 minutes. Anyways, um, didn't get all settled in until 2 o'clock. And then three hours later, I had to go get catch a red eye to D.C. And um, so I flew there, almost missed my flight, but thank God, you know, didn't miss that. And um, D.C., and then um, rented a car all summer. for. Uh, I was going to be there for five weeks, rented a car. And we drove, um, myself and my husband, by the way, um, we drove into Maryland where we're going to be staying for the whole summer. And so I was, I've been in Maryland all summer and my aim of going to Maryland was for a cancer fellowship, um, NIH cancer fellowship. And it was really good, guys. It was really, really good. And you get to mix with people from all over the world. It was 80 um, cancer fellows. Um, just looking at cancer prevention and control, learning best practices, group presentations, um, case studies, global outlook on cancer, and uh, adopting new techniques to um, improve on not just early detection, but also matching that with um, like with good treatment, like with good treatment protocols. And I made a lot of friends, which you know <laughs> you're gonna get to hear some of their stories here on the show. Um, so shout out to some of my friends, you know, um, just to name a few, Alex from Ecuador, um, Sonam from India, Fabricio from Brazil, Raj from India, by the way, of um, North Carolina, um, Paz from Chile, um, Paulette from Boston, um, Blessing from Nigeria, Tolo Falawa um, from Nigeria, and yeah, it was just, it was really good, and we're just there all summer, and um had fun and while i was in dc um i had made a ticket arrangement to go spend the weekend with my korean sister in la my big only so shout out to um my only in la i hope she gets to listen to this and we still with her and her husband in the town went around um took a tour of la learned more about the history especially korean town you know um, and i had authentic korean food and there's a saying that la actually has better tasting Korean food than Korea itself. I'm yet to go to Korea, so I guess I'm just going to wait and see about that. And it was really good. It was just being in that intimate moment. And I think I rested more in that weekend in LA than I ever did, you know, my whole weekend that I spent in um, DC. And that's because it was very meaningful, you know. Um, I was absorbing everything in. And being in LA just felt like I've been there before, you know, flown over. I've flown into LAX a couple of times. And I've stopped briefly in LA, but it was the first time going for a different museum. And um, Taiwan, my husband, also got to go there for the first time. He hasn't been there ever, so that was kind of good. And um, 
so i feel like i'm just shrinking my sentences with n and then i'm not actually positive but this is the first time just say what comes to my head so if anyone is interested in hearing about the um nci it's through the national institute of health and truly is the nci the cancer fellowship i talked about it's sponsored by is organized by the national cancer institute which is housed within the national institutes of health so if anyone is interested in getting to know about this program let me know um, if you have to be doing cancer research or be involved in cancer control and prevention in whatever capacity, it doesn't even have to, even it doesn't even have to be research based. You're either an advocate or a basic researcher or a health economics or outcomes researcher. So let me know. I can let you know more about the program if you have any questions. I think it's also a very good way to put your name out there just in case you want to apply for grants in the future and all of that. So that was summer. Summer came and it ended, and I moved back to um, I moved back home to Edmond, Oklahoma, and um, the very week I came, that weekend, went to Atlanta for a friend's wedding, and which is good. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was very intimate, very small wedding. Um, the food was really good, and you could just see the joys and, and the happiness in the bride and the groom's faces, and just imagine them spending their life together and trying to explore one another, and even though I moaned that I prefer funerals to weddings, I think I like what I really look for is intimacy and the raw honesty. And while funerals would always, 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 um, except it's really like someone that really died tragically, you know. But I think funerals will always beat, you know, weddings like that. Just the authenticity and how people are just raw and honest. Because I think death, the finality of death binds us together. Than the ephemerality of marriage. I don't know if that's something negative. But, you know, love comes and goes, whatever they say. So, yes, um, that was Atlanta. And um, I'm back now. And because I was going all summer, work, work, work. I, I mean, I was working remotely, but it's never like when you're like there, like, you know, at work. So try and catch up on stuff. And um, on top of that, the exhaustion from all of that. And so um, my therapist quit, which... Um, I mean, she quit her practice. She's older. She's she lost her husband a while ago, and I really miss her because one thing I always say about therapy is that your therapist has to have like that bond with you, and you have to. And I don't think it's necessarily my theory, but you have to believe that they want the best for you. And another reason I liked her was she was a little bit old school and conventional and unconventional, rather than the other ones that I've seen that have tried to pat you on the back and. I always tell you good job, good job. I'm like, no, it's not good job. Like I'm I'm relapsing in this area. They don't I feel like they don't try to like tell you the truth. I think that's the word. I liked her because she was very truthful. She would call me out on my BS anytime, which I liked because I never want to do that. That's why I'm telling you all of the secrets and the things I'm bottling in. Like let me know what I'm doing wrong. Let me know how to like basically giving me a path, giving me a good map, updating my map. That's it. She was good at that. And she's, she's quitting, so um, it didn't throw me into crisis or anything because I was kind of good for a while. But I think I'm getting to a point where I have to seek a new therapist. And the reason I do therapy is I find that sometimes it's very hard for me to express how I feel. And um, a lot of the things I have gone through um, in my past and just not so distant past, which... As time goes on, I'll get to share a little bit more. Some of you know a little bit of that. Comes creeping in and it's eating on my self-esteem, my confidence, and I'm just, you know, hitting rock bottom. 
And so arguments, you know, praying and speaking positive words with um, therapy. So this is just saying to anyone who feels just like me, therapy is also a way to explore with prayers and whatever else you're doing. So um, wish me good luck or pray for me to find a good therapist that I can rely on. So that's that. What else? Yeah, another big thing is I'm, my birthday is around the corner. I'm turning um, 33 soon, triple three, I'm oh, sorry, double three which is like a very defining age and i noticed that around my birthday i also get a little bit of depression i think it's just you know trying to think about what have i been able to accomplish this, like this past year so i do this thing where i feel like when i when i the only time i acknowledge my age is one on my birthdays and just before my next birthday so i have been 32 for more than 11 months now and i don't think i've said the only times I say my age is when I have to maybe book a health appointment and ask you how old are you and you have to confirm your age. But I haven't let it sink in. I don't know if anyone is like me. Like, but then the moment the the moment I'm about turning to a new age is like, oh my gosh, I haven't even paid this age attention and it's like it's it's, it's slipping away and trying to feed everything in. So um, I don't know. I still feel I don't feel fulfilled, uh, and this is just being honest. I don't feel fulfilled in several areas. And even though my life to those looking in might not look that way, I still feel a lot of things lacking. And and so I'm trying to not let that crumble me down. I, I'm not trying to um, be stifled under the weight of things I don't have. I do want to be grateful for the things I have. So uh, my birthday is coming up soon. And if you if you can check in on me and see how I'm doing, because as the date approaches, I get really cranky. I get really just, you know, I don't know. It's just... It's a cycle I'm, I'm I'm trying to like just stop. I do have control over it, and I'm glad I'm catching it on now, which is kind of like some progress that therapy has helped me with. I want to know the reason why turning a new age actually scares me, and I was thinking about that the other day. I think um, a part of this is just I didn't plan for these years. I've said it to a few people before, but I didn't think I was going to live past the age of thirty. Just because of how really bad I was as far as, you know, mentally. Um, I just didn't think I was going to be... Like, 30 was not an age I planned for. So, every new year is like, wow, this is good. We don't have this in the menu, but let's, you know, let's, let's mull our way through it. And But I'm grateful for the gift of life. I'm grateful for just um, the ability to have a platform like this. Even though I don't get to hear from people if they're listening or not, that's fine. Um, I'm grateful for the people around me. I have good people around me. Uh, I have a very supportive family. I have good friends who want the best for me and and who I want the best, you know, from who I hope the best in as well. I don't know that makes sense, but I have good friends and you know, I'm a good friend. And um so um around my birthday, um what I wanted to do this year is uh, I want to, I'm going to host a dinner for my friends and loved ones and just to celebrate life. I think that'll be good. And from you guys, from those listening, um, for those listening, one of the things I want to do this year is to begin a scholarship fund for education. And I'm a huge proponent for education. I thought <laughs> um, I'm still in school. Um, I'm on a tenure track as a professor of pharmacy. And I do believe in educating young minds and um, helping them be better people in the future. And I think education has that power. And also growing up in 
in a family where education was prioritized. And I think I've shared that story when I talked to my mom and my dad and how they had, you know, almost, I mean, they were just, they didn't have any intergenerational wealth to fall on. So everything they had, they put it into quality education for my siblings. It's why I can piece words together now and, you know, talk in English and be quite fluent with words and be quite good with what I'm writing because of education. And I want to give um, indigent kids back home in Nigeria um, that opportunity too. So um, I hope you guys buy into my dream of um, just educating people that need it. And so I'm starting a scholarship fund. And once I set that up, I'll send out information as well. If you'd like to donate, um, I'm not accepting birthday gifts this year. I think I have a lot more than I need. I don't need any day material. I'm good. I'm really, really good. I, I mean, I love gifts. I love giving them. I love getting meaningful gifts, meaningful gifts. But I'm going to do away with them this year. Rather than you gifting me anything, except if you're sending me on a trip to Korea, which would be fantastic, that I'm not going to turn down. i like for you guys to um, kindly consider donating towards that cause. Because um, the money you donate is going to go towards a good cause in sponsoring the education of a child. And whatever dollar you send goes a long way as well because the currency rate in my country right now is not really so good. But I'm going to use that to my advantage. So um, $50 can go in a long way in paying someone's tuition for the whole semester. So think about that. So once you get that information, I'm going to share, I'm going to share that information out. Um, what else? So what am I reading now for those that have been interested? I keep going back to books I have read in the past. and um, So right now I'm reading The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis. And even though it's not like a long read, it's so thick, guys. Like, as far as just the depth of it, so I'm reading that. I'm also reading Anonymous by um, Dr. Alicia Bertrolli. Um, I'm actually doing that as a devotional with some of my girlfriends. And it's so just, so I'm going to add that link to it for those that want to know more about the silent years of Jesus. And I think it's very important because we don't really emphasize that in church about what Jesus, like we knew about Jesus we didn't about him until he was 30, you know, but it was a lot that happened before he turned 30. And so it's the silent years, like the winter years, like she did such a wonderful analogy of our life and seasons and how, you know, spring, summer is, you know, flowery, the, the plants are out, everyone sees it, it's beautiful. But the winter years are so important because you're laying, following the ground with little activity, with little or no activity, right? But it's also important to be in those years because what you, how you respond to things that happen to you is not because of what's happened to you, but what you already have in store to like, you know, so it's going to show like, have you been building yourself up? And so I like how that book emphasizes that. It also emphasizes, emphasizes um, just being grateful for life and the main things like not waiting to move on to the next course to the next course. So that's, that's what I'm reading right now. Uh, as far as watching, I'm watching a Korean um, series. It's um, Your Your Dobi Sundani, which is a um, moment of 18. And it's it's a high school drama, but it's not, it's very, it's, it's like life. So it talks about bullying, it talks about social hierarchy and class and just the struggles of teenagers, which I definitely don't relate to. But um, I think the drama does a good job of capturing that. So if, if anyone is watching that, let me know. I'm also watching um, Friends again. I do a yearly marathon of Friends, and this is a time for it. And that kind of is going to slowly ebb into Thanksgiving. I'm also watching um, Travels with My Father on Netflix with Jack Whitehall and his dad. And this is like season three. They crack me up. 
And so that's that. Um, but I think that just kind of sums up what I'm reading, what I'm doing. And um, I think finally would be, I'm writing now. I have a weekly blog through Substack. So if you're listening to this, just go on um, Substack and type in most civil and you're going to find me. Subscribe. You can do the free subscriptions, which I really don't recommend. Because, you know, if something is free, guess who's paying you the product? But if you subscribe to me to receive my newsletter, like to if you do the premium subscription, you get more content, which I'll be rolling out. You know, premium. I'm going to be doing some free, You get some freebies, but just think of them like I'm tossing you the bones, which, I mean, it's still for me. I mean, that's a commonality, but then it's still bones. So let's get intimate. I'm going to be sharing a lot, a lot of private stuff on there. So sign up for the premium one. So recap, recap. Rest is good. Rest is good. Um, take some rest. Let's rest together. Let's. Um, tomorrow's gonna take care of itself. Today has enough worries, and don't get caught up in what you haven't done at the expense of today. Cause remember, today was the tomorrow you dreamt about yesterday, right? So let's take some rest. Collectively, take rest and take the breath. And um, yeah. Guess I'll catch you guys on another episode. Let me know what you think about this. Oh, and um, finally, before we leave, I have a special thing I'm going to be doing with one of my aunts. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. She's hilarious. Like, she cracks me up. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to make me laugh, but it takes a lot to really make me laugh and then snort at the same time. Um, every time I go to her house, and I've been there like three times, she lives in New York. She's Nigerian. She's been here for almost 30 years. But entering the house, you think you're back in Nigeria, like, like on a one way, t- like you, like, almost like you tell you, you know, project to Nigeria. She's like that. Like America hasn't gone through her one bit. Her mannerisms they crack me up. But she's one thing I love about her. She's so wise and you know matronly, and also like a sage. So she she dishes out advice whether you want it or not. And uh, I talked to her about you know a special um, episode just answering some of your questions about life. So if you have a question for um, a woman who gives advice, kind of like think about her like me, but wiser version of me, both from her experience, just living here and she used to be in the army in Nigeria. And so she's gone through a lot and she has kids, she's a grandma, but she's, you know, she's also hip. So yeah, um, it's going to be for my aunt and I'm going to send out a blast about that. So if you have any questions, we can do a special episode. I'm actually taking questions now. You can email me or I talk to more at mostcivil.com or um, send me a message online or, you know, catch me on Facebook, Instagram, just or email, just email, whatever. Just send a message, send the messages to me and um, I can make it anonymous if you want me to be, to, if you want it to be anonymous. Or you can even fill the form online on um, get to know. If you go on my website, there's a form there just to contact me and all of that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate my time. But thanks for listening. I appreciate just um, you being here with me today. And if you like more of this, um, let me know. Um, I don't have any travels for now. But never say never. But no, I'm going to be in San Diego next month. In October, I was supposed to go to Korea this year, but then I have done my passport passport renewal since June. I'm yet to get my passport back from the Nigerian embassy in Atlanta because they ran out of 32 pages. So my travel is on hold right now. I can't even go anywhere. So thank you very much, Nigerian embassy, 
Um, but I'll be in San Diego in October. And I think that's for it for now. But I don't trust me. I can just eat to get on the road and, and just go on. But yeah, that's that. Um, so catch you guys on the episode of the show. If you like content like this, let me know. Um, I just... Unless I have like a lot to talk about, I try to avoid doing monologues because I don't see the point of just droning on and on in front of the microphone. It's not a good use of your time, neither is it a good use of my time. So let's be very honest about this. All right, guys, love you guys, and um, have a wonderful rest of your day. And this has been the show, the Most Simple Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this content, um, the last one love was in April, so check that out. I also have other episodes in between, so go check that out as well. My birthday is October 9th, for those that are wondering. And rather than send me a gift, and most of you wouldn't even bother about that, but um, check out my website. I'm going to be, or just let me know. I like, I need money for my scholarship fund, education scholarship fund, so I would love for you guys to, to, to do it towards that. Keep listening. Um, share this episode. Um, I talked a lot of personal stuff there that you might find useful at an event. Catch you guys on another episode of the show. Alone at the station again. The cry of the train in the night, it's still such a long way to go. Bags at my feet and memories at my back. Oh, look, look how far I've come. But there's still so many miles to go before I'm done. So many Starlight above me, well, it died long ago, but still, it's bright enough to live by. Drink deep from that well, breathe in while you can, this too shall fade. But there's still so many miles to go before I'm done. So many miles beneath the moon and the sun. So many miles, oh, so for now, I'm just singing here in the Just singing here in the dark
such a long 